0: Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com/slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to the Internet dimension of, of Finn, Finn Caspian. Caspian. My, My name is, is Bebop hey, Jonathan. Can I do this, Bebop? I thought I would do it this time since it's been a little while. Okay. You know it's Can we do it at the same time? Uh, I guess so Alright, cool One, Hi, and two. welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Bebop Robomogo Wanotron That's right, welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger. With me as always is Bebop Robomogo Wanotron And today we are back with another episode Where our listeners get to finish the story that's right, Jonathan. And today is a special, 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 special episode because not only are we asking the kids to finish the story that you couldn't write, okay, we are also doing a giveaway. Yeah, that's right, Peepop. We're collaborating with our good friend Mick Sullivan, host of the Past and the Curious, this amazing history podcast for kids that everybody should be listening to. So stay tuned to the end of the show to hear about our really fun giveaway. Yep. So listen to the story imagine what would happen next and then you can send us your ending to the story you can either write it and send it to us you can draw a picture of what would happen next you can record what you think would happen next whatever you think whatever way is easiest for you send it to earth at fin subject line meet that's m-e-a-t meet wow you're doing a really good job as host here bebop Somebody's gotta (laughs) Alright, well, again, this is a new episode That you don't have to have heard the 150 other episodes to understand So if you have a friend that you think might enjoy this Send it along and, uh, you know, they can jump right on to the story So, without further ado Let's listen to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian Special, special, special episode When we meet again I think we've done it, said Elias. I think we've found the one planet and the rest of the universe where humans could one day live. Ha ha. Very funny, said Vale. No, I I think Elias is right, said Abigail. Mission accomplished. This planet is the one. This is just what people on Earth are looking for. Okay, guys, great joke, said Vale. He was shaking his right leg furiously. Can someone please... Help me with this? Hold on a second, Valé said Finn. Let me just radio up to my mom on the Marlowe and tell her we've finally hit the jackpot. You guys wouldn't think it was funny if it was happening to you, shouted Valé. But of course, they all did think it was funny. Hilarious, even. Every time Finn, Elias, Abigail, and Valé left their home, the famous Marlowe 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station, It was their job to explore a planet and figure out if it was a place where humans could live, like a second Earth. They had explored dozens of planets, all with Finn's robot Foggy by their side, and they hadn't found a single planet yet that people could one day call home. And when they landed on this planet, they were surprised to find that it had a lot of things they'd learned were on Earth, things like oceans, and volcanoes, and plenty of oxygen to breathe. The sun above was a strange green color, but the plant life looked healthy. There were tall trees and long ferns whose leaves curled toward the sun. As soon as they had gotten off their explorer pod, Vale, the sergeant at arms of Explorers Troop 301, had said, I think this is it. I think this is the one. Hold on said Abigail, who was the captain of their troop. We've barely even set foot on this planet. We still have a lot to see. I'm telling you, said Vale, our days of exploring are over. We've finally found the planet. But we have not even checked to see if there are any life forms here, said Foggy. For all we know, this world could be extremely dangerous. Nah, said Vale. Trust me, human instinct, and Valle went off ahead of his friends and began doing things to annoy them. Like, he ran behind a tall bush and screamed, Sweet Fancy Oreos! and fell, as if being pulled to the ground by some hungry monster. When his friends rushed to his aid, he was just lying in the grass, laughing. See, he said, I just know it. This place is perfect. You guys, you just gotta believe me. And that's why, when they arrived at a beach, Vale was the first to run through the dark brown sand. Don't do it, Vale, shouted Finn. Oh, I'm doing it, shouted Vale as he ran. Vale, red light, yelled Foggy. My light is totally green, baby, Vale yelled back as he got close to the water. You are not crazy enough to do this, sighed Elias. "'What?' said Valle as he splashed into the water. "'I didn't hear that one. Ow! Ow, 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 ow!' Vale came rushing back out of the water. He was shaking his leg furiously. And at the end of his leg, where his boot was supposed to be, was a large, silvery, shiny fish. And that was when Elias said, "'Guys, I think we've done it!' And Valle's friends all rolled on the ground laughing. You guys wouldn't think it was funny if it was happening to you, shouted Vale. Of course, it would not happen to us, said Foggy, because none of us would run straight into a strange ocean of a brand new planet. Excuse me, said a voice. It was the fish on the end of Vale's leg. It spit out Vale's foot. I'm trying to eat here, do you mind? It's kind of rude you guys talking while I'm enjoying my meal. Uh, it's kind of rude to make our friend your meal, said Finn. Well, you guys are the meatballs, ain't ya? Said the fish. Who are you calling a meatball? Said Elias. You, meatball. Said the fish. Hold on, said Abigail. I'm sorry, we are Explorers Troop 301 of the Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station. We're not meatballs. We're people. Hmm. I'll admit it. You don't look like meatballs, said the fish. And that guy tastes like old garbage. Hey, said Vale. Vale, whispered Finn. Shh. You don't want to taste good to the man eating fish. That's because we're not meatballs, said Elias. We just landed on this planet like 10 minutes ago. Oh, boy. You guys picked the wrong day to come here. Why's that? Said Finn. Because today's feeding day. Said the fish. Once a year, meatballs fall from the sky, and we have to catch as many as we can. Oh, what a strange feeding custom. Said Foggy. These humans just cook and prepare their food before eating several meals like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Nothing ever falls from the sky. Yeah, well, it's not so easy here said the fish. The meatballs don't like getting eaten. They fight back. We have to catch them, fight them, and then if we win, store them for the rest of the year. So it's a giant dinner party slash battle, said Abigail? Exactly, said the fish. This meatball gets it. Wait a second, said Valle. How hard could it be to fight a meatball? Well, you're about to find out. The explorers all looked to the sky. While they had been talking to the fish, a long, dark cloud had moved above the ocean. It was rumbling, and they could hear a voice in the distance. And then, trumpet fanfare. It is time to show these scallywags of the ocean the true meaning of dignity and righteousness. Though today may be our last, our story shall be told for centuries. Today, you are not just meat. You are not just ball. You are a mighty meatball of honor. To battle! And with that, hundreds of meatballs began plummeting to the ground. All right. Papa's hungry, said the fish. We should probably get going, said Abigail. It might be too late, said Finn. He pointed at the sky. A small meatball was flying directly at them. Oh, those cheating fish have new recruits, shouted the meatball. Will their trickery never end? I shall vanquish them. Attack! (laughs) All right, so now it's your turn to write the ending of the story. Again, lots of stuff to think about. Should the explorers take a side in the battle? How could they resolve this peacefully? What's up with these meatball knights that are flying from the sky? Lots of different ways you could go here. Lots of fun you could have. Like I said before, writing can mean whatever you want it to mean. You can record and send it. You can write and send it. You can send pictures. Whatever is the most fun for you to get your creativity flowing and help me finish this story. Now, we're also doing a fun thing with Mick at The Pass and the Curious where we're giving five copies of his book, The Meat Shower, to listeners of the show. So if you have an ending for the story, send it in to us. We're going to draw five names from all the kids who send us the endings, and we're going to send them a copy of Mick's book, The Meat Shower. Now, if you've never read this book, it is a fantastic book. It's about a real, real, real life occurrence in which meat began falling from the sky. And to this day, it remains a mystery why meat was falling from the sky. This is a true story. And Mick does a great job telling it. The illustrations are really great. And so all you have to do is write the ending of your story, send it to me, Earth at Fincaspian.com, subject line meet M-E-A-T. And then, like I said, we'll randomly draw five names from that list, and we will send them a copy of Mick's book. And also we'll take a few of those endings and we'll make an episode where we hear listener endings like we did last time. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So send them in to earth at fincaspian.com. And I hope everybody is having a lot of fun home with their families. I hope everybody is staying safe. And send those stories to me by Monday of next week. So that's Monday, May 11th. And we'll have another episode a week from today on Wednesday, May 13th. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the 6 Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard?